This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. I'm going to talk to you today about faith. Amen. The basics of faith. And my question to you, is your faith working? Amen. Is your faith working? So we need to ask ourselves that. So I'm going to talk to you about the basics of faith and how, uh, you know, faith works. And uh, if you have your Bibles, look at, uh, let's look at Hebrews 11 through, uh, we're going to look at 11 verse 6. And, you know, I'm going to say this, that Jesus actually said this, that, that all things are possible to those that believe. Amen. And Jesus said, with me, all things are possible. So I'm going to say this, anything is possible with God. No matter what you may be looking at today, no matter what the obstacles that you may be encountering, uh, all things are possible with God. That's amazing. And all things are possible to those that believe. Amen. One of the things that the Lord's been revealing to me lately, before we get into the scripture, is that uh, Jesus actually said that we need to have faith like a child. Think about that. A child normally easily believes. Unless they're on the internet. And, but we won't go there. But a child normally easily believes. You know, when the parents tell the child something, their child or their children, they, they normally believe. And so that we need to get that childlike faith back. Amen? Amen? We need to get that expectancy back. That God is awesome. Amen. And God can change any situation. And he can make your life so much better. Amen? So Hebrews eleven six says it this way. But without faith. It's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I have a lot of favorite verses, but this is one of them. And I love this verse because it says that it's impossible to please God without faith. So you got to have faith to please God. Amen. And so, so we must have faith to please God. And then I love what it says is you must that, that he that you must believe that God is, you know, that is the beginning of faith. The beginning of faith is believing there is a God. Amen. I don't know, if, you know, I don't know how long some of you've been saved, but, uh, you know, God normally reveals himself to us that he exists. Amen. The Bible says that, you know, that even. Uh, you know, the world and even unbelievers, they, they can look at just the, the, the world itself, the, the, the birds, the, the trees, the mountains. Just looking at that reveals the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So God is always revealing himself through his creation. Amen. And so we have to get that understanding that God is and he's, he's, he is anything you need him to be. Amen. He is El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh. Amen. El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. He's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is. Glory to God. And he is a rewarder. Somebody say rewarder. God is looking to reward faith. Amen. He's looking to reward you if you're in faith. Amen. He's a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. And so the question you have to ask yourself today, are you a diligent seeker of God? 
Are you diligently seeking him? And when we do that, God is looking to reward us. You know, he he wants to bless us. God is in the blessing business. I believe this year is going to be an Ephesians 3.20 year. And Ephesians 3.20 says he will abundantly bless He will abundantly bless us above more than we can ask or think according to what? The power that works within us. Amen. And so he really wants to bless us more. He, you know what? God wants to provide more than just your needs. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, some people say, well, I'm just fine just having my needs. But, but he, wants, he wants to bless you more than just your needs. He wants, he wants you walking in an overflowing blessing. He, he doesn't just want to meet your bills. He wants you to pay off your bills. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God is not, he's not cheap. He's not stingy. He's very benevolent. And when I think about God and think about Jesus, because Jesus is God in the flesh, whenever Jesus did anything, it was always over the top when it, when it came to provision. When he, when he fed the 5,000, it was over the top because they had, they had leftovers. You know, they had leftovers, 12 baskets at one time, seven baskets another time, leftovers. And, and the Bible says that the people ate as much as they wanted. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So God is a more than enough God. Can I say that again? God is a more than enough God. You know, when he, when he turned the water to wine, he had six huge buckets of water. Think about that. I don't know if they needed all that wine. But it, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But I, I say it was more than enough. Probably for the next 20 weddings. Amen. So God is a more than enough God. So, so we have to understand this. When we approach God, we have to approach him in a way while we, that, that we love him. But we, we, as we approach him, we need to realize that he wants to reward our faithfulness. He wants to bless us. In Acts 10, and this uh, is a story about Cornelius. And this is an interesting story. Uh, Cornelius was a man that, that sought God. He, he sought out God and... And Cornelius wasn't, you know, he was a, I believe he was a Jewish proselyte. And uh, so he, he, he knew the God of the Jews and he worshiped uh, God, but he didn't know about Jesus. And, you know, like some people say, well, what if people never hear about Jesus? I'm going to say this. If they have a heart to find God, God will make sure somebody will get into their path and talk to them about Jesus. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? You ever hear that? Well, you know, what if somebody never hears about Jesus? You know, they're never told. No, they're going to be told. Glory to God. God's going to get that message to them. And in case the point here in Acts 10, 1 and 4, it says there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. And he's a devout man. Now, now listen to this. One who feared God. So he had a, a reverential fear of God with all his household. He gave alms generously. He was a giver to the people and he prayed to God always. Think about that. I mean, this, this man would put most, most Christians to shame. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, this man is praying always. He's giving alms. Amen. And, um, and, he, and he has a reverential fear of God. And it says here about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly a vision, an angel of God coming and say to him, Cornelius, and when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Think about that. I mean, that's awesome. 
You know, I think about an unbeliever. Think about this. He, 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 well, he's a believer in God because that's where faith begins is to know that God exists. But, but he didn't know that, you know, about Jesus. He didn't have a revelation about Jesus. And God, you know, saw his almsgiving, saw, you know, heard his prayers, and it made a memorial in heaven. I mean, how many of our prayers and how much is what we're doing making memorials in heaven? You know, I think about a memorial, you know, I, 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 I travel in Norfolk every once in a while, and they got that Martin Luther King memorial. You ever see that? It's a big memorial in, uh, in Norfolk. And it's huge. And, and when I was thinking about this, that, that think about when you're praying and you're giving and you're, he also says he fasted too. When he was doing these things, it, it was, a, God could not move around that memorial. You know what I'm talking about? It just came up in heaven. And I really believe that, that as we pray, as we fast, as we give, uh, that, that God will see that and he will reward us. So Cornelius uh, you know, the Bible said that, 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 that the angel gave him direction to send some people down to, to Simon's house. And Simon also got a vision from God that, that it was okay for him to uh, minister to Gentiles. And so God was really working his stuff. In other words, when we seek God with a whole heart, God will get you some divine connections. And you're just one divine connection away from your breakthrough. I'm going to say it again. You are one divine connection away from your breakthrough. And so, see, see, because always God uses people uh, to get his covenant in the earth. So, so you, it's not going to just, you know, it's not, not just going to happen without a person being involved. There's going to be people involved for your blessing in this life. And you might be the one that God may be calling on to preach to a Cornelius to see his family saved. Now, his entire family, the Bible says, got saved. And the Bible said that actually his family got saved and they all got baptized in the Holy Spirit. What a reward. That is a wonderful reward. And, you know, he was just worshiping God. He was giving his tithes and offerings and he was he was being a blessing and then God rewarded his faith. Amen. And so God wants to reward our faith. Anything that we do for God, it's, it will always count for something. The, you, give a, you give a cup of water to the pastor. You will get a pastor's reward. You, get, you give a cup of water to a prophet. The Bible says you'll get a prophet's reward. God is in the rewarding business. He's looking to reward faithfulness. He's looking to reward people that are seeking him with a whole heart. Amen. Now, number two, how does faith come? How does faith come? You know, uh, it was interesting that the disciples were asking. Well, actually, Peter was asking Jesus one day, how many times should I forgive my brother that sins against me? And then Peter says, and he thinks he and he and I know he's thinking he's he's being generous he said, how about seven times, Lord? I forgive him seven times, and after that seventh, off with his head. He didn't say it that way. This is modern vernacular with Pastor Dave, all right? But he said, seven. and the Lord said, no, not seven, but 70 times seven. And you know what they said? Increase our faith. 
Oh, Lord. God, sometimes, you know, walking in love and forgiveness, you need God to increase your faith. Amen. And they said, God, increase our faith. But, you know, even though they said that and there was a biblical saying, it doesn't mean their faith was increased because the Bible is very clear. Faith doesn't come by praying for more faith. You can ask God, God, give me more faith. Give me more faith. It doesn't come that way. Faith doesn't even come by seeing miracles. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Judas saw a lot of miracles and he ended up in hell. So faith, boy, that's pretty strong, isn't it? Faith doesn't come by just seeing miracles. Because the Israelites saw miracles and, and they were complaining that, that God wanted to kill them in the wilderness. So just, just see, some people say, if I could just see a miracle, I could have faith. No, you'll forget about that miracle. Just like the Israelites did, amen? So miracles don't produce faith. Now, you can get a miracle. I heard of a lady that got a miracle. She got healed from cancer. And it was Brother Hagen's sister, and she got healed from cancer, and she got a miracle. And uh, on, on Brother Hagen's faith, uh, Brother Hagen prayed for her. And then within that f- a five-year span, she got, a, she got cancer again, but it was a different type of cancer. And uh, she and, you know, Brother Hagen tried praying her, for her again. And she, she didn't make it. She went home to heaven, which is not a bad deal. Amen. But 55 is way too young to go to home to heaven. In other words, I believe God, you know, it says 80 years, one, one verse. But actually, I believe that we can live to 120. Amen. In other words, I want, the Abra- I want to walk in the Abrahamic blessing. You know, the Bible says Abraham, Abraham's eyes were not dim. He, he, he remarried after, after Sarah passed away and he had more kids. Boy, that, that man was, you know, he was virile. <laughs> he had the power of God working on the inside of him. <laughs> amen on that. But you didn't, need a, you didn't need to take any medication, amen? And the, the man had the power of God. So, so we got to see miracles. And so she... You know, went to heaven and Brother Hagin was praying about that. And he got a revelation that she, you know, she never really got into the word about healing. She was a Bible school teacher, but she never studied healing. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say this. If, we're, if you're a lazy Christian, you might lose out on some things. You can't be lazy, amen, and not get into the word and expect to walk a victorious life. You, you got to get out of that lazy mode, amen? And she never really studied the scriptures. She didn't build herself up in faith in the word of God pertaining to healing. And so, you know, I'm going to say this, that the devil has your number. He knows your weaknesses. And, he, and he's planning to come against you somewhere, some way, somehow. He's going to work against you. And you better be standing on some faith. Or he's going he's to huff and puff and blow your house down. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so faith does not come by, another way faith doesn't come by, faith doesn't come by begging God for more faith. God, give me more faith. Faith doesn't come by begging. Faith actually comes, it's in Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So, so I love this translation. It's in Romans 10, 17. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing. 
It's like they, they could have said faith comes by hearing by the word of God, but it says hearing and hearing. And I don't believe anything's in the Bible is by happenstance. I believe there's a reason why God, God moved on this man to write it this way, uh, uh, Paul, to write it this way, because faith does not, it, it, to get faith, you have to keep hearing the word of God. Amen. In other words, you don't get it the first time. Right. You may not even get it the second time. You may not even get it the third time. I know we got some sharp people in here. Amen. It's just like going to school. Sometimes you, some of you got math and you got it down the first time, but some of you took some time to get math down. Amen. And it's going to take some time for you to, to absorb the word of God for it to become a reality in our lives. A lot of times the word of God is not real to us. And so we have to keep hearing it. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And this is interesting. Faith does not come by having heard. And a lot of people don't realize this. You, you think, well, you may be sitting today and say, well, I've heard faith messages before, Pastor. I'm good. Uh, you, you may have heard a faith message, but, but do you have all? Are you walking in all that God wants you to walk in? Are you overcoming your mountains? Are you still dealing with some issues? Are there some things that you're still believing God for that has not come to pass? Then you can use a faith message. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but, but the day that I stop believing God is the day I need to be put into the grave. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The day that I stop believing God for, 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 for more than enough to meet my needs and meet somebody else's needs, then that's the day that I might as well just go home to heaven. And so God wants our faith to keep increasing. He wants us to keep. Hey, you know, it's great when God answers prayer. We have God answering prayer in our church and God is doing miracles in our church. We had a testimony service on Tuesday night and I'm just so excited about God answering prayers. But you know what? It shouldn't just stop there. Amen. In other words, we still need to keep believing Amen. that God's going to do more Amen. in our lives. Why? So we can do more for the body of Christ. Amen. Amen? And so we see here that, that faith comes by hearing and not having Heard, glory to God. And you know, it, it, it's interesting to me in the Lord's Prayer, it talks about Jesus said, Give me this day my daily bread. And so God wants us having a word from Him every day, not just Sunday morning. Amen. And Sunday morning is good. And thank God if you get a revelation to this morning about faith and it pumps you up a little bit more. But God wants you getting a revelation of Him every day. You know, in, in the wilderness, Jesus was in the wilderness. And, uh, and, of course, the devil was tempting him to turn the stones into bread. And Jesus said, man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but what? By every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, we, yes, he was saying, I mean, Jesus was being serious here. Man does, we don't live by just what we eat in the natural. We live by what we feed on in the spiritual. In other words, the word of God is faith food to your spirit. And the more word of God that you have working in you, the more faith you're going to walk in. And then the more of a blessing you're going to become in the body of Christ. Can I get an amen? amen. Glory to God. And so, so we want to make sure that, that we're getting our daily bread every day. That's why I want to encourage you to get into the word every day. Because you need faith every day to walk this life. Because I'm telling you, the devil's out here. 
And his job description is to steal, kill, and to destroy. And he's, and he's trying to put a mark and a target on each one of us. And we're going to have to have faith because the days that we're in today is, is evil days. The Bible says it's evil days. And so listen, if you just look at the news, you look at what's going on, it's, it's a lot of darkness that's covering the world. But thank God there's light in the church. And I'm looking at some lighthouses this morning. And you guys are shining. Smile at me. You guys are shining the light of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so you guys are beacons of light. And I'm telling you, as the world gets darker, you're going to get lighter. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? As you spend time like Moses. You know, Moses spent time with, with God in the Old Testament. And he spent so much time with God, his face glowed. Think about that. He had to, he had to wear a veil over his face because it shines so much. Think about that. And when we spend time in the word of God, I'm telling you, we're going to glow for Christ. People are going to see a difference in our attitudes. They're going, to see a, they're going to see a difference in the way we speak. They're going to see a, a difference in the way we walk. They're going, to, they're going to see God on us. And so that's what we need. People need to see God on us. Amen. Uh, number three, uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. This is a good one. Because, you know, uh, we're in a... Sight, sight, seeing, feeling world. We have our senses all activated. Amen. And uh, and you can't live this faith life just by relying on your five senses. You can't you can't you, if, if you you can't live this faith life living by your feelings because your feelings are going to tell you a lot of things. Your feelings may tell you not to go to church today. Your feelings may tell you not to read your Bible today. Your feelings may tell you a lot of things. You cannot live this life by feelings. Because your feelings will mess you up. Amen. And so we can't live our life by, by feelings. We have to live our life by faith. You can't live your life by traditions. You have to live your life by faith. And Abraham uh, is an interesting character in the Bible. We'll talk about him again. Abraham considered uh, God's promise of having a baby with Sarah... In his old age, and the Bible said that he did not consider his old age or, or his wife being old or de- deadness of her womb. He didn't consider that. And this is what you're going to have to do. You can't consider the obstacles that may seem to be against you. In other words, you're going to have to consider something bigger than the obstacles. Because I'm going to say this, that we all encounter obstacles. We all encounter some trials. We all encounter some tribulations. We, that bill might be an obstacle to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? That sickness that may be trying to come against your body may be an obstacle against you. But you're going to have to not focus on that. You can't focus on, 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 on the bad things that are happening. No, you've got to focus on the good things. And the Bible said that Abraham did not consider or he didn't allow the weight of his age to outweigh the promise of God's word. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Because God's word is more weightier, amen, 
It's, it's weightier. It's, it's heavier. Glory to God. That's glory means heavy weight. Amen. It's, it's heavier than than what what is trying to come against us. You know, it doesn't matter who's against you. If God's before you, it, it, then, then you're going to make it. You're going to move forward in God. So so we have to walk by faith and not by sight. And so walking by faith again is not and not by sight is the ability to consider the bigness of God over the bigness of our circumstances. You know, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is, is on it's King David and uh, and King David. It's David and Goliath, the story of David and Goliath. And what's so interesting about about this story was that David was, you know, in the natural, he's the underdog. He, he should not, listen, no way, this, this guy's a giant. You know, Saul says he's been, he's been trained since a youth on how to fight. This guy was, was, you know, he was the biggest guy in the valley, amen. I mean, he, he stood, you know, some say nine foot tall, ten foot tall. This man was huge, and he was so big, and he had, a, uh, he had, he had uh, his weapons, he had his shield, he had his, you know, his, his uh, javelin. He had everything seemed to be going for him. And what did David have? A couple of, of rocks. Amen. A couple of rocks. Amen. And, you know, David was a shepherd. He wasn't a military man. He, he, he should not have won that battle. In other words, go, I mean, if people were taking bets that day, I even think some of the Israelites were probably saying, I, I, I put my money on Goliath. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Because it looked no way. No way. This young 17 year old, they say he could have been 17 year olds. No way. This guy will be able to do, be able to take out Goliath. And he doesn't even have a sword in his hand. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying today? I want to say this. It may, it may seem like that all the obstacles are against you today. It may seem like no way you're going to be able to come out of debt. No way you're going to be able to come out of that, that, that disease that you're dealing with. No way that you're going to be able to come, come through it. But I'm going to say God will make a way where there seems to be no way. We don't want to discount the God factor. Because the God factor will cause you to overcome in any area of your lives. You believe that today? And so David should not have been able to beat Goliath. But you know what? David had something going for him and he had God going for him. And because he had God and he put his, he placed his trust in God. See, he didn't place his trust in his own ability. I know he was probably pretty good at slinging stones. But he, he said to that Goliath, he said, my God shall deliver you into my hands. In other words, he was exalting God. He wasn't even exalting, you know, how great he was at, at throwing a stone with a slingshot. He, he didn't say, well, you know, I practiced Goliath on the slingshot and I'm going to take you out. No, he said, my God shall deliver you into my hands. And Goliath said, I'm going to kill you. And David said, no, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to take your head off. See, you can never run at your giants with your mouth closed. You're always going to have to speak something positive to the negative because your giants will speak to you. Do you believe that today? The bills will speak to you and you better speak to them before they bring you down. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we need to walk by faith and, not cons- and consider the power of God greater 
uh, to give us victory than the power of the devil to defeat us. Amen. The devil is a defeated foe. He's not your problem. Jesus triumphed over him 2,000 years ago. We have power over the devil. And he's defeated. The thing is, he just doesn't know he's defeated. And you've got to enforce the devil's defeat. And you do that by faith. Now, now here, uh, Hebrews 10.38. It says in Hebrews 10.38, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Uh, and, and it's part of the scripture. It says, he who shrinks back, uh, my soul has no pleasure in him. So what does that mean, the just shall live by faith? Well, that means that, that we believe that, that God's word is true. We believe that Jesus' blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We believe and, ex- and accept that we're going to have a home in heaven. In other words, the just shall live by faith. It means that we don't live by faith on Sunday morning and just live in the natural the rest of the week. We don't, we don't, we, no, we live, we, we're justified by the blood of Jesus and we live by faith every day. Not just Sunday mornings, Tuesday nights, or just when we go to church. No, we live by faith every day. You know, you should live by, by living by faith is like breathing. As, as Christians, that's how we live. You, you know, we breathe, that's how we live, but also as Christians, we live by faith. Glory to God. We should be applying our faith every day. I, uh, I lost my keys the other day. And, oh, my gosh. You know, I have, I, 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 can, I, can I just tell you this? Can I just let you guys in on this? I have a fear about losing my keys. I just don't want to lose my keys. Anybody ever have a fear about losing keys? Okay, maybe it's just my phobia. But anyway, I'm sure there's a phobia about fear of losing keys. If not, my name's in, in the dictionary. Amen? Dave. You know? uh, and so I just have a fear about losing my key. I just don't want to lose my key. I lost my keys before. And so, and so the other day I, I came home. And um, with Susan and I came home. And um, we, you know, the next day we, we, we uh, my wife and I were cleaning our house because we had some things that we had, that we had people coming over and, um, and the whole house was put together, but I could not find my keys. And I looked everywhere for my keys and I could not find them in all the, all the spots that I normally put them. I know when you walk into your house, you probably have a key thing that you put your keys right on it. How many people are like that? Amen. How many people just kind of drop their keys wherever <laughs> you ladies have a purse so normally you ladies put it in your purse and you'll never, if you don't lose that big purse, you won't lose your keys. Right? Because it's in the purse, right? And so, and so, but I don't have a purse. I don't have a man purse. Well, maybe I, well, I got a bag over there. But let, let, let's keep going. That's a, that's a whole nother sermon. But uh, I, don't, I don't have a man purse, all right? So I normally sometimes I drop my keys, you know, in the kitchen, you know, when I walk in, the first thing I normally do, uh, sometimes I get home, I go straight to the kitchen, right? And so I drop it, but, but, but I've been trying to train myself to put it on that key ring, but you know what? I could not find my keys for a day. My mom came over and I said, mom, can you help me find my keys? And, and she was babysitting the kids. We had to do something and she couldn't find the keys either. And I just, I was so, I was, I had doubt and unbelief working on me. We're never going to find these keys. We're never going to find these keys. I said, I was, I was getting upset about it. I, I was actually thinking about making a whole new set of keys. And what my key that goes to my Nissan is a $200 key. I mean, it's pricey. 
And I was like, I don't want to, you know, and I'm, I'm calling the dealership. How much is it? And my mom said, the key is in the house somewhere. Just look. <laughs> she may not have said it that way, but just look. And so I said, okay, I got to get, I got to get it with business with God. I got to get serious. And, you know, because I looked everywhere. We even looked out in the yard. I even dug through the trash can, pulling out. Are you here? Has anybody ever dug through a trash can before? Thinking that maybe, you know, we have kids. And so maybe Christopher got to my keys and threw it in the trash because I'm going through the trash. You know what I'm talking about? I'm, the, I'm doing everything. I mean, my, my hands are full. Of, I won't even go there. But, and, you know, I mean, I, I was doing it in doubt and unbelief. Amen. So I started praying and praying. I said, God, I, I need you on the scene. And I started praying in the Holy Spirit. And I started thanking God. And, and then I stood in agreement with my mom. I said, Mom, we're going to stand in agreement because the, there's power in agreement. Amen. A lot of people don't realize how much power there is in agreement. And so there's power in agreement. And I said, Mom, we're going to find these keys. And we're going to find them soon. You know, it's not going to take three months to find these keys. And so we, we started praying. And all of a sudden, I, and then I started praying the Holy Spirit. And I prayed in the Holy Spirit more than five minutes. For, for some of us, that is like an eternity, you know. Pastor, praying in the Holy Ghost for more than five minutes. Man, that's, that's, but I was like 15 minutes into it. I, I'm talking about praying in the Holy Ghost for 15. That's a long, that's a long time. Five minutes, it feels like a, like a century. You know what I'm talking about? So, but I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, you know, as a pastor. I don't, and I'm praying, I'm praying, trying to be at peace. And I'm walking around the house, thanking God that I'm finding my keys. And I go into my office. I just felt led to go into the office. And I'm sitting there. And then I, I just, I get on the computer to see if I can find a cheap key. Yay, you know. And so I'm doing that, you know, in faith. And then I just felt led to spin around in my chair. And there was, there's a, I have a shop back in my, in my um, office that I need to take out. And <laughs> put into, into the storage. And, um, and in that shop bag, it has, a, it has an opening there. And in that opening, the keys were shoved in that opening. It's, it's the opposite side of the, of the shop back. You know, you can, take, you can unplug that hose. You can put it on the other, and it blows out. But the key was stuck in there. I said, I don't remember putting my keys there. Oh, you're right. It must have been my kid. But, but I sat there and looked at the shop back, and I didn't see it. And all of a sudden, it appeared. Bam! There it is. Like, there it is. And I'm saying, my God, I hear from the Lord. I can be led by the Spirit of God. My God, and I found it like, like not, it didn't take three weeks. I mean, and I'm going to say this, God wants to lead you. He wants to guide you in all truth. The Holy Spirit is your helper. He's your comforter. He's your standby. He's your parakeet. No, that's... Paraclete, the one called alongside of you. Are you right? He will reveal to you what, what the Father already The Holy Spirit knew where it was at. So if you got the Holy Spirit, glory to God. I'm telling you, I got the victory keys. Glory to God. But the, the, the thing is, let me just, uh, just say this. I normally have these things that you can put on the keys that you can find your keys. It's called, it's called the... Um, what is it called? The, it's, I don't know what it's called, but you can get it at Best Buy. But, but it actually is set up with your phone. And um, 
And you can actually put them on. I had two of those on my keys. They wouldn't even work. (laughs) I took them off and threw them in the garbage. Amen. Amen. So anyway, but but the batteries were dead in them. And so (laughs) if you don't have the key finder, you got the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, So we have to believe that. That as we as we seek God, that God can help us with anything that we deal with. And and the just shall live by faith. I want to say this. Number five, faith speaks. Faith speaks. If you have faith today, you, you your faith needs to be speaking. How do you t- how can you tell if somebody's in faith? Just check up on their words. Just check up on what they're saying. And if you're saying, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find my keys. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to work out for me. I don't know. You're, you're not in faith. I, 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 I feel like I'm being overcome. You're not in faith. No, 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 no. Your, your faith will speak. Words are the most powerful things in the world. Faithful words will put us over. Fearful words will put us under. Proverbs says this in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So some of us are losing in this in this faith life is because our lips are speaking the wrong things. And we're saying things that, you know, you're saying things that you don't want to have happen in your life. And if you're speaking those things, then you're making that more, more real than the promises of God's word. And so we have to make sure that, that we're speaking life. There's a song that says, speak life, you know, and, uh, uh, and we have to speak life. Maybe it wasn't that tune, but we have to speak life out of our mouths, no matter what it looks like, no matter how things are going, no matter what the boss said to you, speak life. No matter what it looks like, speak life. In other words, stay positive. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Glory to God. You must keep the switch of faith turned on. Jesus said every idle word that men speak, they will give account in the day of judgment. For by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. So we don't want to speak unproductive words. Because we will uh, give an account of unproductive words. Amen? Listen, the things that we need to be saying is we need to be saying what God says about us. We need to be not what people say about us. We need to be saying what we have in God and what we can do in God. We need to start confessing some of these things. We need to confess when the enemy's working against us about the assurance of our salvation. You need to say, I'm a new creation in Christ. That's why we have these confession sheets. You need to confess who you are. And you are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. I saw a, a guy had a shirt on the other day and it said conqueror. And I, I said, that's a cool shirt. And, and it was from some athletic team or something like that he was talking about. And, I, and as soon as I said conqueror, I thought more than a conqueror. Because you know what? Jesus is a conqueror. He beat the devil But you know what? We didn't have to fight the devil. Jesus did. We received the blessing. That makes us more than conquerors. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You didn't have to fight the battle. You didn't have to rage, rage the warfare in the wilderness. You didn't have to suffer in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus did it for us. He won the battle for us. Now all we have to do is walk in the victory. Somebody say, I'm more than a conqueror. We, we, we we're having problems in doing something. It may be cleaning our house or cleaning the garage or doing something that, or something that seems to be overwhelming. You need to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do whatever you need to do. I'm telling you, God is for you. He's with you. He's in you, glory to God. You're not by yourself. Glory to God. You might want to say, greater is Jesus that's in me. Then he that's in the world, you might want to say, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You might want to say, God has not given me a spirit of fear when we're dealing with anxiety and worry. But power, love, and a sound mind. You start confessing that, you're going you're to scare the devil right out of your life. The devil's going to think he's talking to Jesus. You start speaking the word. That's where the power of agreement is. The power of agreement is when we take God's word and speak God's word back to God. What we're saying is, God, I'm agreeing with your word. And so you're in agreement. And when you get in agreement, that's due to miss power. Again, be careful about talking about all your problems to everybody. Don't be focused on all your problems because they will become giants in your life. No, you got to start, you need to start magnifying the promise over the problems. Can I get an amen in here tonight or this morning? Amen. Now, look at this. Mark 11 is powerful, and this is really good. In Mark 11, 12 and 14, I'm going to paraphrase this because I'm going to have to shut this down in a couple minutes. But Jesus, uh, it says here in Mark 11, 12 and 14, it says, Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, talking about Jesus' disciples, uh, Jesus, he was hungry, seeing from afar off a fig tree, having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he, when he uh, came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And in response, it's, it's interesting, it's, it's, it's written this way. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit of you ever again. And his disciples heard it. So, so the tree was speaking, but it was speaking that it, it, act, it looked like it had fruit, but it had no fruit. It's what I call a hypocrite tree. It was boasting that it had some fruit, but when he got there, it had no fruit. So Jesus cursed that tree. He, he spoke to that tree. If Jesus can speak to trees, we can speak to trees. We can speak to things. We can speak to our house. We can bless our house. We can bless our car. We, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You need to put the blessing on your stuff. You can bless your children. You, can, you need to bless people. You can bless your circumstances. And so there, if Jesus, it's powerful that he cursed it, but how much more is the blessing and how much the blessing can work? And in Mark eleven twenty four 24, or eleven twenty verse 20, 20 through 24, it says, in Mark eleven twenty through 24, it says, Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig trees dried up from the root, and Peter, uh, the fig tree dried up from the root, and Peter, remembering it, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree, fig tree which you curse has withered away. And Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, what, whoever says, 
to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and they will uh, and you will have them. Now, what he's saying here is he's, he's talking two things. He's talking about praying and he's talking about saying. Now, you may not always get what you pray, but you will always get what you say. Can I say that again? You may not always get what you pray because you can pray something. But if you start saying something against what you just prayed, you may not get what you pray. You're going to get what you say. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? The revelation that one minister got from this, it it, it actually says in here, uh, as you read it, because God doesn't put anything in uh, unless he wants you to see something. It actually says say three times and it says believe one time. In other words, God revealed to this one minister is that that the people of God are not missing it in their believing. They're missing it in their saying. In other words, we need to start saying more than we believe. We need to start saying more than we believe. In other words, we need to start saying this is going to be a good day. We need to start saying I'm an overcomer. We need to start saying I'm getting out of debt. We need to start saying I'm coming into health and victory. We need to start saying some things. Because the enemy wants you saying some negative things, but we need to say some positive things. Can I get a witness in the house today? We need to say some positive things. And when we do that, we'll see the blessing of God in our lives. Faith appropriates the grace of God. My my last key is that faith appropriates the grace of God. Listen, healing is not just a promise. Some people say, I'm standing on the promise of healing. No, it's actually a fact in the mind of God. In other words, healing was given to us 2,000 years. Same thing with salvation. Salvation is not just a promise. It's a fact. In other words, salvation is available for us before we got saved. Oh, we have to take faith to receive salvation. Faith is the hand that takes the promises of God to us. So so faith is the key that, that, that opens the door of the blessings of God in our life. It's not just grace only. By grace we are saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8. So, 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 so faith appropriates the grace of what God has done in his word. So listen, you can't believe beyond the word of God. Amen. In other words, you've got to have God's word on it. You've got to see it in the word and then stand on God's word. You can stand on healing because healing is a fact because by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. Amen. And you stand on it as a fact and not just I'm, I'm just believing for healing. No, no, you have your healing. You're receiving your healing. You're receiving your deliverance. Listen, you need you need the, the doctor can have a report. But I'm going to say this. Whose report will you believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. We have people in this church that may get a negative doctor's report. We pray, we speak the word, and it will change the negative doctor's report. It will change whatever situation that's working in your body. Your faith can change things. Do you believe that today? Your faith appropriates the grace and the blessings of God down here. So we use our faith. How do we do that? By speaking 
and, and by receiving the promises of God in our lives. You believe that today? I'm telling you, this is just the basics of faith. Glory to God. But I think you got enough to chew on. Amen. And we're going to continue to preach more on faith this month. And I believe that we're going to be faith giants. Because they're going to be looking around. They're going to say, those succeed like people are faith giants. They speak things and it comes to pass. Man, they're, they're, they're debt-free people. They're healthy people. They're whole people. They're sound people. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You guys are, you guys are victors. You guys are conquerors. You guys are victorious in every area of your life. It doesn't matter what it looks like. When your faith is big enough, the facts don't count. This church is growing. People are coming in. Every seat is filled. Overflow. I'm declaring it in Jesus' name. Do you believe that today? Glory to God. People are coming in. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you guys are growing stronger in faith. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today. And we thank you, Father God, for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. And Father God, I thank you that we are more than conquerors. Oh, Father, we have, there's more than enough promises. Oh, Father, to bring us into that place that you're calling us to, to, to be in. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, for those that are here this morning and those that are watching online. And, and the promise of salvation is for everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes and whoever believes shall not perish but have eternal life. Perhaps you're watching today or you're in the congregation today. And you've never made a faith confession of your faith of Jesus Christ. This is the way you can get eternal life. By the power of your words and a believing heart. So if, if you just can confess this and believe in your heart. I believe you can get saved today. If you never confess Jesus as Lord, say this after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe that you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I repent of sin and I turn fully to you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at ExceedLifeChurch.org.